Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
וגם כשיש עננים שמכסים את הכל ולא רואים שום דבר, רק עומדים במקום זה קצת לא נעים איך הכל מסתלק, נעלם ונסתר ואז באים חברים לחזק להרים מביאים משפטים של אנשים חכמים אני עדיין בחושך מחכה כאן לבד יש רק אחד שיודע באמת מה עובר לי בפנים יש רק אחד ששומע במשך שנים מתרגלים לחיים, ממשיכים כך ללכת, עולים ויורדים, מסתובב לאחור, את כל זה עברתי, כל זה עברתי. ואנחנו גדלים, חברים מתרחקים, משפחה ילדים, הקשיים הרגילים, מה שנשאר מכל זה, זו רק יש רק אחד שיודע באמת מה עובר לי בפנים יש רק אחד ששומע אלוקים, אלוקים יש רק אחד שיודע באמת מה עובר לי בפנים יש רק אחד ששומע מזל טוב, מחרוזת חתונה. איזה יופי, אוקיי. אצלכם בשמחות, בלב שמח. אולי שנזכה לחתונה הגדולה, שמחכים, מחכים, מחכים לחתן, בורא עולם, שיצא לקראת כלתו, עם ישראל. אנחנו מוכנים, מחכים. כמה זמן אפשר לחכות? חתן, בוא נלך לחופה. יותר טוב להיות שמח.
started out as slaves Made it to the motherland and they came the crusades It's been so many years crying, so many tears Don't you know, don't you really know We are pushed to the ground through our faith We are found standing strong The Spanish Inquisition wanted us to bow But our backs ain't gonna bend Never then and never now It's been so many years Crying so many tears Don't you know, don't you really know We are pushed to the ground Through our faith we are found Standing strong We are a miracle We are a miracle Chosen with love and embraced from above, we are a miracle. Extermination was the plan when the devil was a man. But the few who carried on leave the millions who are gone. So many years crying, so many tears Don't you know, don't you really know We are pushed to the ground Through our faith we are found standing strong We are a miracle We are a miracle We were chosen with love And embraced from us Every day we fight a battle On the news we are the stars As history repeats itself And makes us who we are Hate is all around us But we'll be here to sing this song
J.M. in the A.M. Good morning. Welcome to a Wednesday. Hello, hello. That is, uh, of course, Ohad with Birkat HaBanim. Yaakov Shweki had uh, We Are a Miracle, Mordechai Shapiro's Chizku. Eighth day with Celebrate, the wedding medley done by Avrem Avram Fried. Yoni Z with Rakechad. Bussi Lagani, the brand new, well, I shouldn't say brand new, but for this audience, it's probably brand new. Yonatan Sheinfeld with that uh, amazing selection that... Uh, has gotten a lot of attention internationally since Benjamin Siegel used it under the chuppah to uh, invite his bride under the chuppah last week. And Regesh, of course, Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's a Wednesday, 4th of September, 4th of Elul. We're blowing chauffeur. We're saying slichos in the Sephardic community. It is the month of Elul for us. It is an amazing month on the road, which has begun in earnest, sponsored by our friends at Ezer Mitzion, but we'll uh, actually begin. The actual first show on the road is tomorrow when we broadcast between 6 and 9 a.m. from the Pizza Block up in Riverdale, New York. I hope everybody out there has an opportunity to stop by. We have an amazing and incredible lineup tomorrow up in Riverdale. An amazing lineup. We have Rabbi Kroll from SAR. We have um, 
the former president of Yeshiva University, uh, President Richard Joel, who's going to join us. We have a student choir or a group, I'm not sure exactly how large or small, coming from SAR to entertain us. Uh, we have Dr. Phil Schneider, who's an amazing audiologist, um, who's going to discuss a whole bunch of stuff with us, including how to prepare for a Shoshone Kipper if you're a Shliach Tibor. And uh, Daniel Gordon is scheduled to join us as well. We have a great lineup of guests. A lot of people we're going to meet up in Riverdale tomorrow. Come join us at the Pizza Block on Riverdale Avenue. And um, and that'll be our first official, or I should say, not official, because officially the month has begun. It'll be our first actual on-the-road show uh, for um, for uh, this month, this incredible month on the road, uh, sponsored by Azer Mitzion, which will take us to a lot of places. I'll go through the whole schedule later on. Take us to a lot of places with a lot of fun and spreading the word about the Nahum Siegel Network and uh, just having a, a really, really uh, uh, fun and good-spirited uh, experience in all of these different neighborhoods and communities that we're going to be visiting. 70 degrees outside with 86% humidity. Winds are south at 6 miles an hour. Afternoon thunderstorms with a high of 87. Then tonight, <clears throat> partly cloudy, a low temperature of 64. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high of 75 degrees. Yerushalayim <clears throat> right now is at 80. We're at 70 in New York. As we say good morning at JM and the AM, we encourage you to comment on the app, be in touch with us on the app. Listener Devorah says, belated Mazel Tov wishes Nachum. I was actually stuck in Ethiopia when you made your wedding. Wow. Uh, school has started this week in Israel. Wishing all the students a very successful year ahead. Listener Silky, good morning, uh, Nachum. Another simcha for the Grinwald family. Please wish a Mazel Tov to my parents, Claire and Mike Grinwald, on their 68th wedding anniversary. Wow. Mike, Claire, Mazel Tov to both of you. From all of us here at JM in the AM, that's phenomenal. That is just phenomenal. 20 minutes before 7 o'clock, you are listening to JM in the AM on this Wednesday morning broadcast. As I keep reminding you, we start our actual broadcast or outside the studio tomorrow uh, up in uh, up in Riverdale, New York, on Riverdale Avenue at the Pizza Block between 6 and 9 a.m. Join us. Come say hi. I'm going to try to make sure that Yoni brings along some uh, JM and the AM Nahum Single Network gifts, some car magnets, some uh, luggage tags, and hopefully some other items as well, maybe some T-shirts. And uh, I hope you'll join us up there in Riverdale tomorrow. More coming up. It's JM and the AM with our friends from the Waterbury Yeshiva.
been a long time since I flew to ya. It's been a long time since I said hallelujah. But those that make me not your soldier. It's been a long time since I rode in your limo. It's been a long time since I drank with Pinto. It's been a long time since I sang to ya. It's been a long time since I said hallelujah. But those that are made of me, not your brother.
Sonu, you got me, sonu, because I 
the AM. Michal Przanski with Chaverim. You heard Holy Fire before that. That's Omek Hadavar. Eighth day had been a long time. Hashem Melech at um, uh, Waterbury with uh, uh, the album Stay With Me. Birkat Habanim came from Ohad. Wednesday, JM in the AM. Good morning. It's Elul. It's uh, our month to hit the road, which we actually do tomorrow. We'll be up in Riverdale tomorrow. I hope everybody in the Riverdale area is going to join us. Our guests tomorrow include Rabbi Kroll from SAR. Uh, former president of Yeshiva University, President Richard Joel. Dr. Phil Schneider, one of my favorite guests who has not been on in quite a while. Uh, he'll talk about uh, voice preparation. 
He's basically going to tell me everything I'm doing wrong with my voice for the last three and a half decades, I have a feeling. <laughs> so Dr. Phil's going to be on. And a lot of other guests. So it's all tomorrow morning uh, between 6 and 9 up in Riverdale at the Pizza Block. If you know anybody up in the Riverdale area, encourage them to stop by. Live remotes are always fun. We're presented by Azer Mitzion for the month of September on the road. Lots of places. Lots of places. We're going to be spending tomorrow in Riverdale. We're going to be live lunching in Lakewood next Thursday. Um, Sunday, September the 15th, we're with Achiezer at their big fair at the TWA Hotel. Tuesday the 17th, we come to Teaneck. We're going to be at Sammy's. Teaneck people stop by that day. Uh, Tuesday the 17th, same day, we'll be at Amudim that night uh, as part of their big annual campaign. Thursday the 19th, one of our favorite places, got to get a bagel in Woodmere. And Thursday the 26th with our friends at Misaskin, that's the Thursday before Rosh Hashanah, we'll be with them for their campaign in Brooklyn, New York, all sponsored by Azer Mitzion as we get set tomorrow to actually start our On the Road September. And we are excited about it. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at AchimSingle.com and the AchimSingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Golly, it's on the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up and plenty more. Jeremy Halpern, who's the president of the Kushner Schools in Livingston, will join us this hour at JM in the AM. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next. We say Boker Tov from JMNAM. Galitzal, Mirushalayim, Asha Ashtayim, Shalom Rav, Khan Rani Ovnai, Ima Shekore Akshav. Rosh Memshelet Levanon, Said El Hariri, Mashim Berayon, Lereshet CNBC, Israel, Osalanu Avel, Shimashima Otanu, Bachayut Lifulot Hisbala. Israel wants to have this scenario Lebanon is responsible, blah, 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 what Netanyahu says, and you want to buy it? Go ahead, buy it. We do not agree with Hezbollah on these actions. It's not my problem that Hezbollah became this strong. It's not my fault that Hezbollah became this strong. ישראל מצייר את הרכיש ולפיו לבנון אחראית, כפי שנתניהו אומר, האשים חרירי ואוסיף, אנחנו לא מסכימים עם הפעולות של חיזבאללה, זו לא בעיה שלי ולא אשמתי שחיזבאללה נהיו חזקים כל כך. בחירות ספטמבר 2019, יושב ראש העבודה, חבר הכנסת אמיר פרץ, תוקף את מפלגת כחול לבן וטוען אצל יעל דן, הם לא מסוגלים להביא מצביעים מימין. מפלגה שרק שלושה חודשים קיימת, מה כבר בניתם שאתם מעזים לומר שהמפלגה שהקימה את המדינה הזאת, היא אמורה להיעלם מהמפה הפוליטית? מי, מי אתם? מי שמכם? כמה גדולים הם יכולים להיות? הרי הם לא עושים כלום כדי להביא קהלים חדשים. אנחנו היחידים שעלינו במנדט, והמפלגה היחידה שירדה במנדט היו הליכוד. מנכ״ל בית הנשיא הראל טובי החליט להשעות את יועץ הנשיא זאב דולינסקי שנחקר בחשד למספר עבירות. כתבתנו שיר עזרף. טובי החליט להשעות את יועצו של הנשיא זאב דולינסקי, זאת בשל חוות הדעת של הפרקליטות בנוגע לחשדות כלפיו. מבית הנשיא נמסר כי בהתאם להוראות החוק עומדת לעובד זכות שימוע לאחר ההודעה שנמסרה לו. כזכור, כלפי דולינסקי, שמלווה את הנשיא שנים רבות, נפתחה חקירה לפני כחודש וחצי בחשד לעבירות מתחום טוהר המידות. 
שני סוכנים סמויים הביאו למעצר עשרות חשודים בסחר במטעני חבלה, כתבתנו הדס שטייף. לאחר שנה של חקירה סמויה, במהלכה הופעלו שני סוכנים סמויים במקביל במגזר הערבי, נעצרו הבוקר 24 חשודים. מדובר בעבריינים, תושבי ואדי ערה, רמלה, לוד וכפרי הגליל. נגד החשודים נאספו על ידי הסוכנים ראיות חמורות ומסכנות חיים. בין היתר סחר במטעני חבלה, לבנות חבלה, כלי נשק וסמים בהיקפים גדולים. כך על פי החשד ביצעו עבירות חמורות. יתושים הנגועים בקדחת הנילוס אותרו בירושלים. מדווח כתבנו לענייני בריאות מאיר מרציאנו. במסגרת ניטור שערך המשרד להגנת הסביבה נמצא נחיל יתושים הנגוע בקדחת הנילוס בין שכונת נווה יעקב לפסגת זאב. עד כה אותרו נחילים נוספים בשמונה רשויות מקומיות, בעיקר ביהודה ושומרון. נגד הקדחת אין חיסון ולכן במקרה של עקיצה ופיתוח סימנים חשודים יש לגשת להיבדק אצל רופא. המשרד להגנת הסביבה קורא לרשויות המקומיות לבצע עבודות הדברה בשטחן. מזג האוויר, ירידה קלה נוספת בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
J.M. in the A.M. Mayim Rabim from Derech Achim. Benny Friedman before that with Light. He's got a brand new single that's officially being released less than one hour from now. We'll be in the midst of a conversation around them, but as soon as uh, our conversations for the morning have a break. Sorry about that. As soon as our conversations in the morning have a break, we'll get that brand new single in. Benny Friedman, uh, brand new. He's coming up here at JM in the AM. Wednesday morning, we actually hit the road tomorrow. Remember, uh, we are sponsored all through September, all of our on-the-road programming, which is incredible and amazing (laughs) in terms of how much we're doing. Uh, All of it is sponsored by Azer Mitzion, the amazing organization out of Israel. And... um, 
Tomorrow we're up in Riverdale doing our JM and the AM broadcast uh, from the Pizza Block on Riverdale Avenue. Join us between 6 and 9 a.m. We have an amazing lineup tomorrow, including former president of Yeshiva University, uh, President Richard Joel, uh, Dr. Phil Schneider, one of the great audiologists, figured it's a great opportunity to speak to him about preparing for the high holidays when one is Eshliach uh, Tzibor, when one is leading the uh, services. Uh, student choir, or, or at least part of the student choir from uh, SAR is going to be joining us, plus the uh, uh, plus Rabbi Kroll of SAR is going to be joining us. We have a great lineup tomorrow, so join us up in Riverdale. Uh, then don't forget, next week it's Lakewood. Uh, we'll be with Achiezer on September the 15th, which is a Sunday. We're at Sammy's in Teaneck on the 17th. Uh, the 19th, we've got to get a bagel out in Woodmere, and we'll wrap all of this up with our friends at Misaskim in Brooklyn, New York, on Thursday, September the 26th, part of their big annual campaign. It's all sponsored by Azer Mitzion as we hit the road, and we actually do it tomorrow right here at JM in the AM. Speaking of being on the road, you may recall one of our uh, most recent and one of our uh, favorite radio broadcasts on the road is when we had the opportunity to broadcast from the Kushner Schools uh, just a few months ago and to feature so many of the things that they're doing there. I'm, I don't mean just the physical campus, although I'm sure that'll come up in our next conversation in just a moment. Uh, but you may you may remember how blown away I was by some of the things they're doing in their science department and with Chidon HaTanach. We know how well they did in that department uh, this past year, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And at that time, the president of the school, uh, Jeremy Halpern, said to me that come September, uh, there's going to be some noticeable differences, tremendous uh, improvements and enhancements to the beautiful campus in Livingston, New Jersey, in addition to, of course, kicking off another school year uh, with uh, the expertise that they have over there at the Kushner School. So uh, with us live via telephone is, in fact, the uh, president of the Kushner Schools out in Livingston, New Jersey, Mr. Jeremy Halpern. It is a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. It's an honor to be back. Thank you so much, Nachum. And I just want to mention off the bat that I'm the co-president with Dov Lando. Uh, it's a great partner of mine working together for the school and obviously with the rest of our officers and trustees, uh, along with the administration and teachers and, of course, the great Rabbi Rubin. Uh, so I can no way take any all the credit for this. What's been going on is a big machine creating a tremendous product and helping out all the students. And in my opinion, I'm Israel. Yeah, the community, and certainly I recognize that it is an entire team. And uh, as I mentioned, you have the uh, the honor of serving uh, at the top uh, with your co-president of that team. Uh, so you mentioned all these things to me back toward the end of the uh, of the school year um, when we visited. Uh, school officially started yesterday. I'm right about that, right? School officially started yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. You're correct, and I have to tell you, it's now my new favorite day of the year. When I was much younger, it wasn't. Uh, but uh, I came in yesterday morning right before I was about to start, uh, dropping off my own kids, and uh, walked into the school. There's Hebrew music blasting from the front, of the front of the school from speakers. Everybody's excited. The kids were excited. The school is in the best shape it's ever been. The, the quality of everything you go through there from top to bottom looks fantastic. It's been redone. Um, and uh, internally and externally, which we'll get to, I'm sure, in a second. But uh, I, I got the opportunity to walk in, and I wanted to say good morning, wish, you know, uh, uh, to the administration and the teachers and Rabbi Rubin. And I walk in, and I see in the library all the, I believe, the whole kindergarten, uh, first grade, maybe 100 some kids are sitting in there, or standing there, I should say. I walk in, and they're uh, just start um, the Hatikva, and it was an incredible sight to see. And then Rabbi Rubin walked in with a very large chauffeur, and blew the chauffeur for Elul, and it was really just a spectacular moment, and one I'm never going to forget <laughs> and look forward to next year already. 
great way to kick things off. So it sounds like, uh, based on your description and enthusiasm, that there was a lot going on during the summer months over there on the Kushner campuses in Livingston, New Jersey. First of all, in terms of the the campus itself, you had major plans, a lot of things going on around the school building. Uh, were, were you able to see those through? Did September of 2019 begin with the vision that you had envisioned for the campus? We are right on track to where we thought we'd be. Phase one is complete, which was the uh, brand new turf soccer field, two playgrounds, a uh, gorgeous running track, um, and uh, the, the additional enhancements hopefully will be uh, started in the next few weeks. Uh, one, one less approval is required for some lighting, and uh, we're looking forward to adding on the three basketball courts, the two tennis courts, uh, uh, a great gazebo, and, and uh, uh, a snack building, whatever you want to call it, um, <laughs> as well as, obviously, a, a big amphitheater um, where we'll be able to hold lots of uh, activities looking out over the fields. Um, very excited about it. It came out fantastic. I have to uh, give thanks to the entire board and Mickey Gottlieb specifically and his crew for uh, putting in a lot of effort in both the planning, design, approval, and ultimately uh, the construction of it. Uh, it's an impressive thing. The kids actually got to run out there toward the end of last year, and we had a, a wonderful moment out there. Uh, also singing the Atikva um, and, and just being thankful for the, the new, the new um, exciting fields. And then uh, uh, separately, um, this, I believe at around 3 o'clock yesterday, I saw a video of all the kids running out there again and really getting to really enjoy it for the first time in the new school year. I can imagine that this is a, um, a real burst of energy and you have your own kids there. There's a real burst of energy for the students that they come back and they see that the, the campus is even better, so to speak, than it was when they left it. And, and the opportunities that they have are even more than they had in previous years. It must give a, a real renewed energy, uh, not just to the staff and everybody who's so impressed at the top of the school, but uh, to the students themselves. For sure. I overheard a lot of kids talking about it. And you can see it in their face, to be honest with you. Uh, again, whether it's these new facilities outside or just the constant improvements inside, the amount of work that was put in over the summer by so many inside the school, around the school, uh, to just to turn it into the best it can possibly be. And obviously, there's always room for improvement, and we will continue to work uh, hard on that. But right now, it, school looks great. Uh, we've had a tremendous team of people working on literally walking the hallways, ripping down all the old stuff, putting up all new looks, beautiful banners and pictures and uh, uh, just a, a lot of uh, pro-Christian, pro-Zionism, pro-Judaism stuff. That they, when you walk around the school, you feel it. There's a vibe, and uh, it's really positive. It's funny. I'm sitting here saying to myself, I'm not quite sure how you could have improved on the interior of the school, especially after touring the building a couple of times last year. But but you're reassuring me that there was there was room for improvement, and you went ahead and did it. There's always room for improvement, and that's our goal, and I believe it's our responsibility. You know, uh, whatever's new today is not new tomorrow, and we have to keep going and pushing. When we say we want to deliver on excellence, inspiring excellence, that doesn't mean it, it, it's not a static term. You know, you can't say, oh, we've achieved it. You never achieve it. It's a constant push. Um, it's, a, it's a battle to the top, which is the best, uh, with an ongoing movement of pushing those gold posts further back so that you can keep on improving these kids' lives. They only get one of each of these grades. My son, who just went into sixth grade now, wow. was actually upset with me. He said, oh, I, now the fields are open, the playgrounds are open, and I don't get as much recess as I did when I was younger. Uh, I said, yeah, well, everybody gets that one year of first grade, that one year of fifth, sixth, eighth, whatever it is. 
we don't want to make kids wait any longer than they have to to have the best of everything. Yeah, <laughs> let them know that when the alumni come back after 20 years and look at the campus, they, it's the first thing they think of. Hall of Iowa would have had this kind of situation <laughs> when I went to school. Jeremy Halpern's with us. He's president of the Kushner Schools. They kicked things off yesterday. Uh, you know what we uh, feel about the Kushner Schools and the job Rabbi Rubin and his staff do. Uh, and I wanted to make sure to bring him on, especially in light of the fact that, uh, as you heard him say, phase one of a tremendous campus, I don't know if I should call it improvement or enhancement, is now complete, and that's just going to keep uh, continuing over there. Jeremy, I'm sure you heard during my intro, as I referenced uh, when I had an opportunity to speak to your teachers and students directly uh, when we visited Livingston, New Jersey, a few months ago, uh, the, the, it is just it's astounding. I mean, you literally sit there with your mouth open, and I've heard a lot of stuff over the years. It is astounding when you speak to people in the math and science department, when you speak to the people responsible for Chidon HaTanach and, and the regular, you know, Judaic studies curriculum. You know, we, we know about the success with the Chidon HaTanach, and believe me, you know that your school got international attention because of your uh, incredible student champion. But it just in general, when you speak to the people there about what they're doing with Judaic studies, uh, it, it is, it, it's simply a level that uh, I believe has never uh, been at this level before. It's just a, it, it is uh, something unique for this era. I, I would I would assume you are as impressed, and you must have a an enthusiasm yourself, knowing that your own kids are going through this system, and they're going to hit a point in their academic life where they're going to be experiencing that type of level of uh, scholarship. Uh, I I am I am blown away every time I walk into the school. Uh, what the administration, uh, together with the board in the past, has been able to accomplish is, uh, and of course, all the teachers, is, is nothing short than short than astounding. We really, I'm so proud of it. Uh, uh, I've only been on the job for 14 months, so I can't take much credit for it. But it's it's really fantastic on all sides of it. Our trophy cases, thank God, are filling up. We had to put in a second one now. Uh, we've had so many teams I can't even lift them off come in either first or second last year. Uh, and that's not just in sports. It's in drama and in our dance team and our Torah Bowls and STEM, and as you met the kids on the Tanakh, yeah. and our, uh, uh, we have a DNA hook where kids are literally researching projects focusing on DNA sequencing. You know, I, honestly, I didn't have that good an education. I can't even tell you what all of this work, <laughs> how it means, but I can explain to you that the colleges tell us they can't believe the kids are doing this stuff in high school. Uh, a lot of what we've been working on is four-year tracks. We have one in STEM and science, and then we're working on others. I'd love to bring in a four-year coding track, but it's something we're working on right now. Um, it's it's crucial that kids come into ninth grade and they don't get to they don't have to lose time. They can just jump into what's of interest to them, and when they graduate, they're literally getting a college-level education in those topics. Um, we are just so proud of the kids in every which way, whether it's advocacy through APAC, uh, whether it's uh, uh, the different um, things being involved in the Model UN. Our chess team was undefeated last year. Wow. Um, you know, our, uh, um, our boys, our, for the first time, our, our junior varsity hockey team, our boys won the championship. Our, our wrestling team won the championship. It came, came in first. Uh, we're just so proud of all these kids. They do so many different things. And what's nice about the size of our school is kids can do more than one. And it's great to see that kind of uh, crossover. Uh, you could have a kid uh, who's the best in the chess club, but also be on the one of the sports teams and, and, and vice versa all around. Uh, obviously, you spoke about Jacob Camero, who uh, we love and so proud of. Yep. Uh, but truthfully, I want to have somebody of his caliber in every type of specialty within the school. Like and then on the other side, on the teacher side, you spoke about uh, you're referring to Dr. Stein in right. our science department. Right. Um, I feel like we should have somebody at Dr. Science Caliber, and we do in many cases already, and we have to keep building that every single department should be led by just class 
top, top class people. All right, so I shouldn't be depressed that I don't understand the title of the science projects that your students are doing. I should just be proud of them, and that's it. That's the way I do it. <laughs> Honestly, it's way beyond my science. <laughs> Uh, I I won't take it I won't take it as a criticism of myself. I'll simply take great pride in the Kushner students and what they're doing. And some of the things, folks, that we discussed that morning were simply unbelievable. Uh, Jeremy Halpern, he's president of the Kushner School. School started yesterday. Um, I I can't wait to see the campus and wh- what it's like right now. Uh, what phase one completed looks like, and I hope to see it soon. Please send our best to Rabbi Rubin. He knows what we feel about him and how great an educator he is, and what kind of a team he leads over there. And what can I say other than Hatzlach I hope the five seven eight zero uh, school year is a tremendous success for you and your uh, Kushner family, both on the elementary school level, uh, the middle school level, and uh, and of course the high school level. Thank you so much. And uh, Rabbi Rubin is our fearless leader and has done such a great job. I look forward to just continuing feeling honored to be working with him, and I look forward to it. Nachum, I can't thank you enough. Uh, for your your unabashed feelings and, and, and excitement about what's going on at the school. Uh, and I think it's it's well-founded, and I'm glad you were able to come and see it personally. And we, we really look forward to having you back, uh, hopefully very soon. We consider you a great friend of the school and a great friend of the Jewish people in general. So I wish you all the best, uh, and you should also have a great new year um, with nothing but success, health, happiness, and uh Hopefully, come visit the school more often. We'll yeah, be, you know, enjoy Bez, all the time together. Bezrat I hope to see it soon. And uh, you know that we have a long time connection with the school on many different levels, and we look forward to uh, maintaining that strong bond. Uh, Jeremy, thank you, and Hatzlach Haraba. Thank you very much. See you as well. And Shana Tova. Jeremy Halpern is the president, co president, more accurately, co president um, at the uh, Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy, Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School. And um, back, this was back in. I don't know if it was what what month we were there. Was it March, April, May, somewhere around there toward the end of the school year? I said to myself and I told my staff, we must get the president of the school, co-president, Jeremy Halpern on at the beginning of the of this school year just to talk about um, what they were able to do over the summer because they had major plans, as you heard, and it looks like all those major plans were accomplished. And we look forward to uh, to seeing the beautiful campus uh, the next time we're in the Livingston, New Jersey area. A Wednesday morning broadcast. It's JM in the AM. Remember, tomorrow we hit the road. We're up in Riverdale tomorrow. Uh, that's going to be uh, that's going to be at the Pizza Block on Riverdale Avenue between six and nine AM tomorrow morning. Uh, right here at JM in the AM. If you or anybody you know are in the Riverdale area tomorrow morning, then you know what we recommend. We recommend you seek us out. Come to Riverdale Avenue and get ready to enjoy a live JM in the AM broadcast. More coming up. It's Micha Gammerman at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday. Our Sephardic friends are saying Slichos already. Yeah, it's Elul. It's the fourth of Elul, everybody. 7.30 in the morning. Are we, uh, let me just see if we're giving Rabbi Goldwasser the morning off. Apparently, we are giving Rabbi Goldwasser the morning off. We are so, we're so kind and nice when it comes to those off mornings, I must say. Um... So Rabbi Goldwasser has the morning off. Uh, hopefully he'll join us tomorrow in Riverdale. Meanwhile, we have to get to our Elul chauffeur blowing and plenty more on a Wednesday. Keep it right here at JM in the AM. Shamaim, <laughs> 
Shabbat Shalom 
Difficult to make it out from the video, but those are inspiring words by the late Harvey Cayley, who, of course, was the inspiration. He and his um, wife, Gloria, she should live and be well, for uh, Camp Cayley. And in our studio, you may uh, you may recall that our good friend Robert Katz has a prominent role at the, uh, at the OHEL organization. I don't want to get it wrong. It is the... Uh, OHEL, OHEL, OHEL Children's Home Chief, and Family Services. Chief Development Officer. Yes, that's correct. The Chief Development Officer at OHEL Family, at Children, OHEL, <laughs> help me out here. OHEL, oh, at OHEL, at OHEL. At OHEL Children's Home and Family Services. And I get a pass on this because normally I, I begin the interviews in a much smoother fashion. I get a pass because we're at the tail end of Shevabrachos. And you know 
that you know Shabbat Brachos could be a little bit of a wipeout week. So if I have a if I take a break here or, or I take a minute trying to focus on something, you understand why? Mazel tov, <laughs> mazel tov to Binyamin and Kayla Siegel. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, and mazel tov to you and everyone at Ohel. It is amazing to me how many people mentioned the summer of 2019 at Camp Cayley to me. Did you have a chance to visit or not? Did oh, you get up like there? five times I was up there. Yeah, sure. And there's always good energy up there. But for yeah. some reason, this summer, a lot of real positive messages were coming from that area of the Catskills back to uh, the city. Gloria Cayley's words. Camp Cayley is a place where typical children and special children come together to live under one roof. But it's the typical children who come back special. Very good Vart. That's <laughs> glorious Vort. It's not very, it's not our Vort. That's, very that's not part of our marketing strategy. Those are Gloria's own words. That's how much nachas she has from it. And uh, I gotta tell you, this, this, you know, obviously I, you know, all all uh, you know, everything all cards are on the table. I asked you to introduce this Ohel sure. segment with Kol Hanashama right. by Natanel Hershtick and the Maccabees. That was done at Kaylee. That was done, filmed at Camp Kaylee and as a labor of love by Natanel Hershtick. Uh, to the Kaylee family, uh, Natanel did an amazing job, and we were just thrilled to have him up in camp. And you know, if, if it could become the official song of Ohel, awesome! It's a Simchata Chayim, a joy of life song, and um, that's what Camp Kaylee's about, really. Well, there are other benefits as well, frankly. Uh, now, the average person who has not walked onto the Camp Kaylee campus can see just how beautiful it is. It's a, it's really the facilities are great, bunks are beautiful, and you have a uh, really a unique campus up there. Uh, which is not easy. It's not easy always to, you know, <laughs> to build a campus, especially. Let, let me dispel the rumors because there are tons of rumors. We just heard them again yesterday, and it's just oh, false. This, this is interesting. We're, we're not buying another camp. <laughs> That's just, you know, let's let's go on record. We're not buying another camp because we get that ask that question constantly. Well, I didn't know what rumor you were referring to. Now that you're referring to this, I really thought it was a piece of news and not a rumor. We we based on our research, you are buying it. Like, yeah. Oh, that's that's so funny. On your research, yeah, so, <laughs> really? So and tell you, me, who are your demographers and so scientists? I, so I know you're here denying it. <laughs> what is real, advanced Israeli technology, reconnaissance technology are you using to determine that? <laughs> I wonder if there wasn't an interest among the people at Kaylee to go to a different campus. I wonder how that rumor would have started. That's funny. It's not. It's just. But you're uh, saying there's no intention. You're staying where you are. Uh, I mean, it is beautiful. So well, look, you. look. Uh, let's. But let, you know let's why the rumor started. The rumor started because both the boys and girls programs at Camp Cayley are so successful right. that the community just assumed that you're trying to make a full seven-week program for each and you need two campuses Okay, to but that. people, you know, presuming is one thing, talking about it and, 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 and saying But that idea has it's... never come across the desk of the people at OL? Oh, well, look, a lot of ideas come across the desk. I got but, it, but there but... must have been a conversation within the OHEL facility about two seven-week programs, one boys, one girls, you know, under Camp Cayley. Yeah, uh, I, I, I could tell you 14 different conversations were held about how to make things even better. Right. Um, and there are various ways to do it and things to consider. And, um, we, you know, we might have, uh, we might have, we might come up with something soon. We might come up with something soon. Because it's the only drawback. The only drawback is the parents that are sending children to Kaylee for three and a half to four weeks would love to do it for another week or two. That's look, really the only look, drawback. Look, the, the great vision, the great vision about Harvey and Gloria and what they did for for, camp, for OHEL by, by purchasing Camp Kaylee is that it's not just Camp Kaylee. 
in other words, it's not the 25 acres that Camp Cayley sits right. on. There are 130 acres of land out there. Right. Now, a lot of it is not perked. We can't do right. anything with it. But the point of the matter is— That's how you use the obstacle course. You use a lot, a lot of that land, right? Well, yes, and, and you know, maybe there's other land right. to be used. But right. the point of the matter is, is that it's not just camp. It's a facility used by groups, by OHEL itself— not from June 25th to August right. 23rd, but from May 1st till the end of uh, October or to mid-October. Right. I mean, we run um, weekend seminars up there for women fleeing domestic violence and their children. You know, we have um, uh, 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 retreats for parents who have lost adult children. Um, various groups rent our facilities, everyone from... Uh, you know, uh, X to Y to high schools and, and, and colleges. You even had an offer up there recently. Uh, we had an offer up there, sure. Yeah. We have bar mitzvahs up there all yeah. the time on weekends. So, I mean, look, it's, um, you know, and, and of course it's open at any time during the summer. Any parent with a child with special needs who needs a respite, who needs to get away, just call us, come, and you are our guest up up in this right. uh, up there Any, I, anytime free I, I free think, of charge. Yes. I think Dr. Blumenthal's already on the phone, but I, there are a couple of things before we introduce him officially that I want to just ask you about. First of all, I just mentioned the obstacle course. Did the event go well in May? Yeah, very. What, what do we call it? Extreme? We call OXC. it OXC. OXC. It went well. OXC. Ohel Extreme Challenge went well. We had well over five hundred participants. That's insane. And we're, we're again, we're constantly trying to uh, think about how to make it better and 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 uh, get more people involved. Um, you know, it, it makes it, no sense. People traveling a couple hours on a busy holiday weekend. If, it, if like on paper, the whole thing makes no sense that you've been able to build it to this point. And look what's happened. It's I, incredible. You the know, whole thing's incredible. You know, I, th I think there's a bucket list factor here. I, I think there's a bucket list factor and it's more than once. I, I think people, you right, know, they I, keep going back for more. Well, I think, I think it's because it becomes very competitive. You right. have to be very competitive to do right. OXC. You can't just say one and done. I tried it. I'm no, once you try it, you're hooked. The adrenaline says, I've got to do better next year. I want right. to test myself. I want to test my limits. I want to challenge myself. I mean, and beyond <clears throat> the competitiveness physically, there's also the competitiveness fundraising wise, frankly. Well, Every team wants to do better than the other well, team. Well, so thank God we had uh, two teams in particular this year. We, you know, we really have to give uh, a shout out to Jack Jaff and Associates and right. also Rachel Rosenberg and her firm, Roscoe, right. Roscoe and Ben Englander and. And um, um, PwC Price Waterhouse and the Salz I, Scott I, Salzberger, they they are competing with each yeah, other. Yeah, there's they, no there's they, no doubt about it. They see each yeah, other. Yeah, there's no there's no doubt which about is it. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, I'm I'm laughing all the way. I mean, you know, it's great, right? I know it is it's, great. It's hysterical. Uh, and they should keep doing it. And then I have a note here that you have established a date for the upcoming OHEL Gala. Oh yeah, I I would say we would need to establish a date. And by that now. will be uh, on on Sunday. November 24th, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, as always, at the New York Marriott Marquis, 5 p.m., Sunday, November 24th, OHEL celebrates its 50th anniversary. Nice. And we expect a packed house of 1,200 people, and we expect a very, very entertaining and different kind of program, which will focus not on the last 50 years but on what the next 50 years looks like, nice. uh, starting with all of the issues that OHEL is facing now and what we project we will be facing in the next uh, decade to come. Have you chosen honorees or you're not? We have. I cannot tell you who they are. We're going to have to save that for the next time we're on the air right. uh, because um, 
Because you refused to be cooperative. So, so we re- I refused to be cooperative. I need to sign a, a written statement before I release this information to you. Um, not to mention the fact that the, the honorees, you know, still need to sign on the dotted line. Right. Yeah. So we're working. We're finalizing things with people, but we've certainly got our lineup uh, in mind. Tough calendar for you dinner people this year. You know the what? Whole month of October. It's is like gone. Jackie Mason says, right? right. And I, it's all these early The Jewish holidays never come out in a good time. It's always a, it's always a bad time. It's it's, it's never just right. It's always a, good, truth, a bad time. It's always late. It's always is, early. But the truth is, your office is probably working the last three weeks like crazy. It anyway, doesn't matter. So it doesn't you know matter. what? It it just doesn't matter. You take anything that comes your way right. and you deal with it, and and no excuses, and 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 you just make it work. Uh, the Robert Katz is here, Chief Development Officer at OHEL. Lots of stuff to talk about, including circling your calendar for the 24th of November, which is their upcoming uh, gala. And uh, Dr. Norman Blumenthal is with us live via telephone. Uh, you had mentioned to me that this is a very sensitive time of year uh, for a lot of uh, a lot of people, both parents and kids. It's a time of year of transition. First day of school for some were yesterday. First day of school for some today. First day of school for some tomorrow. It's a uh, it's a really big transition week and a good time to speak to Dr. Norman Blumenthal about some of the anxiety uh, that can arise in our children. Well, I, w- I would say severe, debilitating anxiety, but Dr. Blumenthal will tell you more about it. Dr. Blumenthal, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back. So I have a legitimate Tyna and uh, Robert Katz that he will not reveal the guests of honor at the gala for the 24th of November. If you tickle him, he might tell you. <laughs> that's that's quite a strategy. Hey, doctor. tickling! We, we, tickling is a for you know. We can get into this, doctor, about what tickling really means, right? <laughs> doctor Blumenthal, it is a week of transition. It is a week where many people around the world, not just here, but around the world, are spending their first day. Sometimes in a new school, sometimes obviously in a new grade. Uh, it could be a very uh, a stressful time for both parents. And children, is there any general statement to start this conversation with that you would give a reassuring word to those who sometimes fear a week like this? Okay. Well, first of all, let's let's remind ourselves that most of our children are doing very well. Our schools are thriving. We live really in wonderful times, not only in times where we have so much to provide for the children and highly trained professionals, uh, but even if necessary that we have at our disposal uh, many uh, facilities and uh, also highly trained mental health professionals within the Jewish community, within the Orthodox Jewish community, even within the Yiddish-speaking Hasidic community. So uh, I don't want every single parent panicking. Children are very resilient, and I'm sure the vast majority will do well and will have a year of growth and success. For those who are going to struggle, there's much available to them. Uh, to help them and assist them uh, with the various kind of challenges that children face. Robert used the word before debilitating when we spoke about anxiety. I mean, some of us, and I, and I guess we have to be a little bit more sensitive, might say, is it really possible that there are people that would you know, suffer from debilitating anxiety because of these? Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, first of all, uh, it's important to, rem- to recognize, and I think we have to dispense with a myth, that children, or for that matter, adults, who are experiencing debilitating anxiety or debilitating depression, it's because somehow or another they're mistreated or they didn't have happy lives or they, for that matter, that they don't have parents who know how to parent. Um, the vast majority of the children that we treat at OHIL uh, in the, in the, base, in the, the Tikva clinic, uh, both in Far Rockaway and in Nutbush, come from very loving homes 
uh, whose parents are as effective, or let's put it this way, are as imperfect as we are or anybody else. Um, just like any other kind of medical ailment can happen for reasons that we can't fathom, uh, psychiatric disorders or mental illness can occur also in, in the finest of homes. And uh, we, number one, if we're going to assist children and adults, is we have to once and for all destigmatize mental illness as something that's a result of some failing or some uh, abuse or mistreatment on the part of others. It happens just like a medical, other medical ailments happen. And if we can destigmatize and take away the shame, then both the children and the parents will be more willing to come for assistance. This, uh, the debilitating anxiety that you're referring to would be unusual in a child of how young? I mean, this is more common once a child reaches what age? Well, we're seeing, uh, actually, we're seeing a dramatic increase in anxiety in children. Uh, a lot of the research shows that uh, sometimes people talk about this being the age of anxiety, that, that uh, anxiety in children and adults uh, is significantly increasing. Um, the, the both national statistics and statistics in the Jewish community uh, uh, gathered by relief resources show that for adults, anxiety is the number one referral to mental health professionals with children. It's the third most common referral following uh, attention deficit disorder and conduct disorders. Wow. So it is, very, it is very much on the increase. Uh, and it's almost ironic because in many respects, we live in uh, among the safest, sure. uh, most opulent times, and yet there is more anxiety today, um, certainly among children, than there was during the Depression, during World War II, during the Cold War, during the Vietnam War era. So it's, uh, there could be a, there's a host of reasons proposed why, which I don't know if we want to spend time exploring, but it is far more common. And I will tell you that teachers today, and I, we have participated in this, many teachers today are being trained how to manage anxiety in the classroom. That's not a treatment. Treatment has to be done in the mental health facility by a, by a trained provider, but to assist in that process and to both detect and assist in the uh, relief of anxiety in the classroom. Dr. Norman Blumenthal with us. Uh, all right. Um, I got to ask this question because it has become, unfortunately, and we, you know, when we, when we speak with some of your colleagues, colleagues from Amudim and other organizations, they deal with this problem, unfortunately, on a regular basis. I mean, sometimes the anxiety gets so severe. I mean, there are youngsters, and I'm talking about those in their teens and 20s, in our community, and I'm saying this the way I'm saying it because people have to face up to it. Uh, who take their own lives, and one one wonders what we as a as families and as a community can do to simply lower that number and to you know help stem the tide of what is becoming something way too common. Is there anything you could tell us about that? Right. Unfortunately, we have also had to deal with uh, you know you mentioned adolescents and adults. We've had to deal with preteens which I can tell you when I was in graduate school sometime around the Civil War, um, <laughs> when, when we were taught that, that uh, teenagers and children, uh, suicide is so rare that you don't have to take it seriously, then nobody would say that today. Unfortunately, it is, it is on the rise, and children are getting old very quickly. Um, so we quoted Yogi Berra before. Uh, I mean, we quoted Jackie Mason. We quote Yogi Berra, right. who used to say that uh, about the old Yankee Stadium, that it gets late very early out here. Yeah. It's, uh, children are getting late very early, 
And so we are seeing, uh, this is something we're, we're seeing with a dramatic increase in. There's a lot we can do. Number one, as I said before, let's de- once and for all destigmatize mental illness so that people will go for help. The research shows in adults at least and teens, I'm not sure about the research in children because it's still so rare we don't have research, but the research shows that a significant number of those who die of a suicide are not in treatment at the time. In fact, interestingly enough, some of the research shows that they're going more to medical doctors for, phys- for complaints of sort of more traditionally medical symptoms. Um, and so, therefore, if we can detect uh, depression, we can detect anxiety because 90 to 95 percent of those who die of a suicide have a concomitant mental illness. So uh, if we can detect it and people will be less ashamed to go for help, less ashamed to be open about it. I often say when we make a Misha Beirach, on, uh, let's say, uh, for, for some people who are sick and someone might ask, what's the matter? Well, we won't hesitate to say, you know, my father has, uh, has, uh, is getting a stent. You know, uh, my, my, my this relative is, you know, has this medical, you know, is getting this kind of surgical procedure or something like that. Why can't we say, you know, my son has OCD? You know, my, you know my, my husband and wife have depression. We, we, we have to, you know, take away that stigma. That's the, probably the primary issue because most, most of these ailments most, and, uh, are treatable. And if people will seek out the assistance, we can not just relieve suffering, but we can certainly save lives. So that's number one. I should, by the way, mention parenthetically that um, suicide in pre-adolescence is very different than among adolescents and adults. And adolescents and adults, probably the primary real culprit is some sort of depression or, or distress or pain. In children, very often it's a result of more impulsive types of <clears throat> conditions, such as ADHD or oppositional defiant disorder. And uh, we can handle this. We can address it um, if, we, if, if people are willing to, you know, don't feel like they have to hide it and are willing to go for assistance. Dr. Blumenthal, it's Robert. Uh, I know that uh, you know most of the community by now knows about uh, the courageous act of, of the parents who wanted people to know uh, that their daughter um, actually um, suicided, as we say. Um, but um, I, I think what's important to let people know is the after effects of that courageous decision and to let people know how on Monday, on Labor Day, so many youth counselors from the area met with you and our team and what the results were of those conversations. Right. right. Yes, we did meet with the youth directors of that, uh, of that synagogue, and we met with, uh, with friends and neighbors, and we're still, we're still processing a lot of this. But I think more importantly was we, uh, I did a phone session for the community on, I believe it was Sunday night before Labor Day. Last time we checked, this has been posted on YouTube and is posted on the OHIL website. There were 15,000 hits, uh, which means that this is striking a chord, that people want to, uh, want to know what to look for in children and how to keep their children safe in many respects. And we are doing a great job. I don't want to stand, you know, make it sound like I'm condemning any community or parents. We're really progressing on amazing. I mean, this experience, as tragic as it was and as painful as it was, was also in some respects inspiring because a community rallied and really decided that as a result of this, that they're going to educate themselves some more and see how they can be even better parents, although they're all very good parents. They can be even better parents to their children and to their friends' children. We know there's some satellite locations. There's a lot of these, are a lot of these programs and 
and support groups, et cetera, happening in the Brooklyn facility? The well, Avenue a, well actually, no. The, in, in these cases of trauma services, Dr. Blumenthal, Civi Ryder, Cheryl Chernovsky, we have a trauma team led by Dr. Blumenthal. And in cases like this, we'll go out to the community itself. And meet, we'll meet with the community uh, uh, on their own turf for uh, um, convenience purposes. Amazing. Well, Dr. Blumenthal, a, uh, an encouraging word to wrap things okay. up. What do you think? Okay. What would be the encouraging well, I hope, I, message? I hope I have very little. I hope I have very little, if not nothing, to do this year. <laughs> Amen uh, to that. I mean, uh, <laughs> my 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 hope for Rosh Hashanah is that I'll go out of business. Um, and so let's hope for for really a, a, a banner year. And I think we have all the ingredients to have it. We have a, a, a well-to-do community. We have very dedicated parents. We have great schools and many facilities and providers. And I think we have all the ingredients in place. If we take advantage of it, I think we can really have a very successful year of growth and uh, achievement for us and our children. Amen. Giving a lot of people a lot of good Let, help. Let's break down the stigma. Yeah. Let's break down the stigma. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you so much. Okay. My pleasure. Okay. Nice talking to you. And Shana Tova to you. There he is, Dr. Norman Blumenthal, of course. One of the great people you get to work with. A lot of good people Uh, on your team. uh, He's an amazing colleague, Dr. Blumenthal. He's an amazing colleague. He's so self-effacing, modest, um, humble, with an incredible amount of knowledge. And Nachum, you have to see how people pine to spend time with him and his team and have, you know, his, his, his OHEL services provided to them. He's not going to tell you this, but his biggest, his busiest day of the year was yesterday. Seriously? And if you think about it, it makes sense. Um, someone close to us, a colleague, said, you wouldn't believe how busy Dr. Blumenthal is today. Why today? All of the children and families that he serviced over this summer, and Nebuch, there were quite a few, yesterday was their worst day because it was the first day of school. Wow. My child should be going back to school today. Right. And instead... Look what happened. Look what happened. Look what we've got. And by the way, as a result, as a result of this nine-year-old girl um, who took her own life, and as a result of the courage of her parents coming, coming out um, uh, openly to, mm-hmm. to Rabbi Block in Kesher in, in Tanafly, Englewood, um, and, and him starting the conference call with the words... The family wants everyone to know that Miri took her own life. And the fact that we're even talking about it like this, they hoped that they would inspire other parents to come forward who are suffering from the same problems. And I can, if those parents are listening, and if that community is listening, and I'm sure they are, we know for a fact now, just based on Dr. Blumenthal's team's work on Monday, on Labor Day, two or three families are experiencing the same problem. And that's just in one community. And in a very short period of so, time. So, I mean, look, what we're, not here, what we're saying is, um, you know, I, I, can I, if I could just, I'm holding my iPhone. Mm-hmm. I actually brought a prop with me. We're not, we're, 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 we're going to It looks have, like an apple. It's an apple. And I'm holding my iPhone. What's the iPhone called? Apple. Okay, now, this is my own vort. This isn't Rabbi Pesach Krohn. This isn't. You know, this is this is it's a Robert Katz original. This is me. I'm starting a safe for the, the Magid of, of Fairlawn. No. So take a look at the Apple right. and take a look at the Apple logo. Right. What's wrong with the Apple logo? It's incomplete. It's incomplete. It's it has what? a bite, has a bite bitten out of it. Just like the Apple in Gan Eden. When Chava ate the Apple, what happened? It was the worst disaster in human Steve history. Steve Jobs knew what he was doing. 
when he created the logo of the iPhone for being an incomplete Apple. I'm convinced that he could have used a real Apple. Sure, why not? Why are we taking a bite out of the Apple? This iPhone, the social media. The which social, you use. Which I want to throw out the window right now if you'll do it with me. Will you do it with me? No. Okay. But I want to. Okay? The social media, the bullying, the so the, the cyberbullying, the the political discourse, the the, the the hearing every tragedy hearing from every, every corner tragedy of the earth. From every right. corner of the earth is overwhelming. And it's returned us to a world that Steve Jobs predicted, an apple that's been bitten into. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Got to send you on tour. <laughs> that was a good one. There you go. No charge also. <laughs> that was a good one. Robert I'm, Katz. I'm, I, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Anyway, look, we try to make the world a better place. We try to elevate lives every day, obviously. Um, we have a lot of work ahead of us. And... Um, and uh, just thank you for giving us this forum just to alert people. Uh, it's on our Norman, Norman, Dr. Norman Blumenthal's speech is on our website, ohelfamily.org. The conference call wow. taped, recorded um, in conjunction with uh, the Kesher Synagogue and with Yeshivat Noam, of course, Rabbi Chaim Hagler, sure. our good friend. Um, and and uh, the community was all involved there. Uh, well over 200 people were listening live <sighs> during the conference call and... Uh, as Dr. Blumenthal said, over 15,000 people have already listened in via our website, ohelfamily.org. There is much to learn. There is much to pick up, much knowledge to gain about our children and what they're facing um, and what to look for as the new school year begins. What a, uh, what a startling conversation, but an important one, and I'm glad you brought it to us. I thank you for that. Ohel Gala, the 24th of November. Ohel enjoying its brand new home on Avenue M in Brooklyn, New York. The acute uh, medical care is uh, is up it's and running. It's still acute. It's up and running. Uh, yeah, we uh, it's it's uh, uh, you know uh, closed for some renovations right, right now, but it'll be open again very shortly. And we have uh, urgent care facility now at the main campus as well. It's very uh, important it, for the Brooklyn community. Well, it's very you know it's very interesting. It's when you have a mental health facility in the same on the same floor as a medical facility. Right. We've already had cases where people come in thinking they're having a heart attack and we send them to the mental health clinic because it's a panic attack. And then we've had cases where people come into the mental health clinic thinking Think it's a panic attack. And it's a physical ailment. One, you need to go to the mental oh health facility gosh. right away. Yeah. Talk about Talk about important inconvenience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's unbelievable. And obviously, all the clients that we have there during dayhab that are right. that we're servicing throughout the day um, can easily get their blood checked and and blood and 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 work get worked up uh, on a on a medical checkup uh, on a regular basis with that urgent care facility there. So it's it's very convenient. But a lot going on. It's just one of the things. It's just one of the many things that um, uh, you know. This is the card that we give out. Ohel serves thirteen thousand one hundred eighty three total people. Uh, in the last year, um, wow. uh, people who have been directly affected by us uh, and our services from elder care uh, down to foster care and everything in between. Um, it's hard to be everything to everybody. And I realize that you know, some organizations you know, specifically will uh, focus on one issue, um, so forth and so on. And what we try to do is, um, is identify the next trends for the Jewish community, big gadol as a bigger picture. Um, and certainly what we just discussed with Dr. Blumenthal, Blumenthal 
is is absolutely one of the trends that we're noticing. No question about it. I thank you for bringing it to our attention. Robert Katz, Chief Development Officer, of course, at OHEL. Our thanks to Dr. Blumenthal as well. Circle your calendar for the 24th of November for the 50th anniversary celebration at the New York Marriott Marquis. And we bless OHEL in the coming year. They continue to service all those tens of thousands of people that Robert referenced. And you've been there for 48 of the 50 galas, Nachum. That so, might be. So that we, might we be. look forward to seeing you, yes. Although 48, come on. Come on. 48? A significant number of them, I would say. That's how I would put Moish it. Moish Hellman has probably been he to 48. Been he may have been to 48 of them. That's true, yes. More coming up. It is a Wednesday morning edition of JM and the AM with a reminder. We hit the road tomorrow. We actually hit the road. We are uh, we are on the road all of September, but tomorrow is the first day where they're actually on the road with a full great lineup from Riverdale, New York. Hey, Riverdale, come say hi at the Pizza Block. That's where we'll be between 6 and 9 a.m. tomorrow morning on Riverdale Avenue. Join us right here at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Birkat Chupa. That was Ohad, of course, here at J.M. in the A.M. Yeah, I interrupted the next Ohad song. How do you like that? Um, Wednesday morning broadcast here at J.M. in the A.M. Well, earlier in the week, well, I shouldn't say earlier in the week. That's not really true. It was yesterday. <laughs> well, I guess that is earlier in the week. Um... And I mentioned earlier this morning here at JM and the AM that Benny Friedman's out with a brand new single. Yeah, he's out with a brand new single. Benny Friedman has released the first single off of his upcoming album, Kulanu Neleich, which is due out in September. The single is Hareini Mikabel, composed by Tomer Haddadi, with lyrics by Yassi Gispan. It's a high-energy tune featuring the lyrics Vahaftalarecha Kamocha. Um, also featured on the track for the first time are two of Benny's children, Shalom and David Friedman. Songs on YouTube will be available on iTunes streaming networks upon the album release. And now, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, the brand new single from Benny Friedman. It's called Haraini. And you're listening to JM in the AM. Adam Katan vea olam gado. Lecholechad yeshet darko. Echad rutse mea tacherako. Ashrei someach bechelko.
Jam in the AM, brand new. It's Benny Friedman. Harani is the name of the song. It is a brand new single, full album coming out later in September. I'm sure we'll get Benny on at some point here at Jam in the AM. Wednesday morning, a very, very patient Ryan Hyman is with us live via telephone. Many of you are aware of the fact that starting tomorrow, it really has started already because September is September, right? We're on the road September, and that's the month of September. And we're sponsored by Azer Mitzion. But tomorrow, we actually hit the road. It's our first actual show on the road tomorrow. Thursday, September the 5th. Tomorrow, join us up in Riverdale. We have an amazing lineup. Former president of Yeshiva University, Richard Joel, is going to join us. Uh, Dr. Phil Schneider is going to join us. Uh, Daniel Gordon is going to be up there. Rabbi Kroll from SAR is going to join us. A lot of people are going to be joining us tomorrow in Riverdale. Uh, tomorrow, we're at the Pizza Block on Riverdale Avenue. Join us between 6 and 9 a.m. Next Thursday, we're in Lakewood. Sunday, September the 15th, we're with Achiezer at the TWA Hotel. Tuesday, September the 17th, JM and the AM from Sammy's and Teaneck. Tuesday, September the 17th, that night with Amudim. Thursday, September the 19th, at Gotta Get a Bagel in Woodmere. Thursday, September the 26th, with the Misaskim Organization in Brooklyn. All of these live broadcasts, this entire tour, this entire on-the-road segment that's a month long, brought to you by Azer Mitzion. And, and we thank them. We thank them because uh, they make it possible for us to hit the road and, and reach a million listeners uh, uh, directly. National Director of Development for Azer Mitzion is Ryan Hyman, who is with us live via telephone. I thank you for being patient, and I say welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. I have to tell you, there's no such thing as being patient on your show because I have to tell you, you have the best hold music. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> See, even when I'm going through our calendar, it's not bad, huh? <laughs> <laughs> not at all. I appreciate that very much. We thought originally you might join us tomorrow in Riverdale. When I heard you weren't able to, I said we must get you on the air today. There's so much to talk about regarding Azer Mitzion. I mean, first of all, when we did the show from Israel, a lot of people learned about the organization for the first time, and, and it's incredible the work you're doing. Uh, but you have to admit, when, when we did that landmark event in Englewood, New Jersey, and we were wit- hundreds of people were witnesses uh, to, a, um, a, a, to, to somebody whose life was saved by somebody who signed up as a donor, right? Would that be the way to put it? I think that would be the way to put it. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I mean, you could imagine uh, how emotional that was. People talk to me about that until this day. And the work of Azer Mitzion is well known. There are a lot of things we have to talk about in terms of development, in terms of events that are going on. So let's get things started. You have gone ahead and designated Tuesday, September the 17th for the Azer Mitzion Golf Tournament. Explain to us where and when that's happening and how that works. So the golf tournament is uh, taking place, as you said, on Tuesday, September 17th. It's uh, going to be taking place at the Seawane uh, Club uh, in Hewlett Harbor. Uh, we're expecting uh, a good number of people to come out. And uh, uh, we, we call the tournament Swing for Life because right. that's what it's about. Uh, it's, it's, it's people coming together to, to have some fun on the course, absolutely, but also they understand exactly why they're doing it. They're doing it to save lives, uh, which is obviously incredibly, uh, incredibly powerful. Now, Excuse me. Now, I want to remind everybody that in addition to people being individual donors, you've come up as an organization with an amazing concept called a donor pool, where you're literally you're, you're asking people to join the registry, but, but sort of as a community, as a group. Would that be a good way to describe it? 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the, you mentioned the golf tournament. Our, our golf tournament has what we call uh, our hole-in-one donor pool, where every single participant in the, in the golf tournament, every single sponsor over the years um, is part of this hole-in-one donor pool where they're, they're connected with all the IDF soldiers that we swab specifically to enter into the registry uh, as potential stem cell donors. And these, these golfers, the, and even non-golfers, um, they're all part of this. They're, they're connected to to these, this group of IDF soldiers. And, and I have to tell you, that, you know, one of the things hot off the press is we just got a, a report yesterday from the registry in Israel and our hole-in-one donor pool, which is, as I mentioned, sponsored by, through, the, through the golf tournaments, hit an incredible milestone um, uh, in August. Uh, they, they saved yet another life, bringing them to a grand total of 50 lives saved. Oh, my God. I, I, when I saw 50, I thought it meant donors. 50, you're talking about actual lives saved. That's unbelievable. Actual lives saved. That's, that's correct. What, what that means is that every single person who's involved in our golf tournament, every single sponsor, every single person who, who plays, every single person who, who sponsors what we're doing, they have a part. They have a share in having saved these 50 lives. And by the way, Nakam, it's not just 50 lives. It's 50 lives plus their families. Yeah, of course. If you, you multiply that out, it's, it's entire families that have essentially been saved by this amazing group of people from our hole-in-one donor pool. Unbelievable. How large is the international donor pool at this point? It, it, uh, great question. We actually hit uh, 990,000 in August. Unbelievable. Um, we are, we're not only the largest Jewish bone marrow registry in the world, we also happen to be the sixth largest overall registry. Uh, but it's actually funny. You, you know Dasi Samosi, who you met, sure. you, you met in, uh, in, in Israel. Yeah, we literally um, so, we had her on this summer. Sure. Absolutely, right. So, so Dasi actually sent me a, an email just, uh, just a, a day or two ago um, with a fascinating statistic, um, and that is that... Um, if you look at per capita, based on the Jewish ethnicity, okay, the number of Jews in the world, right. and the size of our registry, we happen to be per capita the largest bone marrow registry in the world. <laughs> Shockingly, and I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek, of course, of course our community course. would, because we know how to respond, thank God. We know how to respond when people are in need, and how to respond when we, when we find out that a simple swab, if we become part of that registry, we could end up saving as you said, lives and families. Just amazing. Ryan Hyman is with us. He's National Director of Development for Azer Mitzian. All right, so the golf tournament is Tuesday, September the 17th. I also have to mention that anybody who's listening right now can really be part of the donor pool that we discussed and part of the golf tournament because you're doing this this golf ball drop. I, not, I hope I have this right. You literally – and those, of you, those who have been to minor league baseball games, you can relate to this when you purchase the balls that you end up throwing on the field – you know, during the, the during the assigned time, and the person who gets it in the basket, you know, wins the prize. What you're doing is people purchase golf balls. You're tossing thousands of them eventually from a helicopter, and though and the person's golf balls who land within the three closest to the hole are the grand prize winners. Would that be the way of putting it? Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, we, we people uh, come out and they support the tournament, whether they're they're avid golfers, whether they're miniature golfers, uh, whether they've never picked up a golf club in their lives, they can all participate uh, simply by going to emgolf.org, emgolf.org. Uh, follow the link to the uh, to the ball drop. Um, as a matter of fact, Nachum, we sent we set up a special um, uh, discount code for all of your uh, listeners. Uh, if they simply type in the word Nachum. 
uh, they will get a discount and be able to participate. And, and essentially, it's not just participating in what's going to be an amazing split-the-pot raffle. It's a very, very different concept, which, which I think is going to be really, really exciting. Um, but they, they will really be a part of, uh, of, of what we're doing here, and uh, they're, they're part of uh, really saving lives. Yeah, it's really cool. All right, so you're splitting the pot. Basically, the three balls closest to the hole wins a percentage of the purse. That's how it works. Folks, if you never saw this, it's really, really cool. And you could do this from the comfort of your own home. You don't even have to actually go to the golf course to support Azer Mitzion <laughs> and to be part of this. Go to emgolf.org slash ball drop. Again, that's emgolf.org slash ball drop. If you use the code uh, Nahum, if you use a promo code Nahum, you get a discount on all of this. And you're, you're giving to a great cause. You have a possibility of winning a, a, a good amount of money. And uh, in, in addition, you're participating in a really fun event. Um, 2,000 IDF soldiers have donated their stem cells to, to 2,000 patients around the world. You talk about percentages and you talk about you know the significance of one group in terms of their ability and in reality what they've done in terms of life-saving. It's unbelievable. I mean, the IDF soldier, what, what a great concept it was. We've discussed this a million times, you and I. What a great concept it was to, to, to make sure that all the IDF soldiers who want to be swabbed are, in fact, swabbed. And that group has literally saved thousands of lives at this point. Correct. I mean, you, you, again, you're talking about 2,000. It's a major milestone yeah. we, met, we, we reached this month. Um, that's 2,000 soldiers, which means 2,000 lives of people all over the world uh, who've been saved. And to, you know, to really bring it closer to home uh, to, to us here in the United States, uh, just in August, just in August, these soldiers um, saved people in, and I'm just going to read the list here, uh, patients in Tampa, Florida, Winston-Salem, uh, North Carolina, Duarte, California, not one, but two Two patients in Boston, uh, Massachusetts, and uh, and somebody else in, in in Dallas, Texas. These are people who owe their lives to these two thousand IDF heroes. Who you know, you, as I, I I always say to you and to, to to other people, you know, the IDF they're not just heroes on the battlefield. They're they're heroes in in when they come to our to the Azimuthion Bone Marrow Registry when they come to. Uh, give their, their stem cells to literally save lives. These are true heroes. Unbelievable. The whole thing is just incredible. Uh, all right, everybody, I have two things for you to circle on your calendars. Number one is the golf tournament, Swing for Life. It's happening uh, next week on uh, two weeks, Tuesday, September the 17th. Tuesday, September the 17th. Remember, um, you could actually be part of this without even walking onto the golf course. Go to emgolf.org slash ball drop emgolf.org slash ball drop. Use the promo code Nahum for your discount, and you can participate in that really unique split-the-pot raffle, which, uh, believe it or not, uh, is going to include dropping hundreds of golf balls out of a helicopter. The three closest ones to the hole wins a percentage of the purse. You can join that by going to emgolf.org slash ball drop and use the promo code Nahum. Also, circle November the 9th. That is the night for the Teaneck, Bergenfield, New Milford area, and obviously anybody wants to come from far and wide, where, number one, you'll meet IDF stem cell donor heroes. You'll hear, a stories from, uh, you'll hear a story from a stem cell recipient, and you get to witness my fireside chat with Brett Stevens about the incredible things coming out of it. One of my favorite topics in the world. I get to discuss with Brett Stevens and with the people in the audience about incredible things coming out of Israel, making the world a better place. It is so one of my favorite topics. I can't wait. That's happening on Saturday night, November the 9th. And, of course, I remind you that Azer Mitzion is bringing to you our entire month on the road, all the places we're going to, including visiting Riverdale, New York, tomorrow morning, where we will remind everybody up there 
about the importance of supporting Azer Mitzion through the golf tournament, through being swabbed, etc., etc., etc. Those of you who are uh, fans of JM and the AM and the Nachum Seal Network going on the road, we owe a big thank you to our friends at Azer Mitzion. So, Ryan, I think we got it all set. Tuesday, September the 17th, people should go to emgolf.org slash ball drop. Use the promo code Nachum for their discount. And as I said, on November the 9th, we'll all be meeting Vezrat Hashem in Bergen County for this year's edition of the Evening of Heroes. Uh, Mr. Ryan Hyman, uh, National Director of Development for Azer Mitzion, is there anything you would like to add, sir? No, I just I want to wish all your listeners uh, the best of luck for the uh, golf ball drop. Yeah. Um, wish me, and, the, be- uh, you know, wish me the best of luck. I'm using that promo code today. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love you that game. should. And uh, again, the more people that participate, the, the more lives we can save. That is simply the bottom line. Yeah, simple as that. And you think it's a lot of money to, 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 to sponsor a swabbing or save a life. We learned that in Israel, uh, just how little money it could take for somebody to contribute and actually make a difference. So everybody out there, it's one big collective effort by the community. Uh, whatever it is you want to do, whether you want to golf, whether you want to participate in the bowl drop, whether you want to be at the event November 9th, whatever it is, just get involved and help Azer Mitzion continue to save lives on literally a daily basis. Ryan, I thank you, and we're hitting the road tomorrow, and I give you a big, and you and the entire organization, a big thank you for that as well, as uh, September has become a big on-the-road month for us and has been a big Azer Mitzion, and it will be a big Azer Mitzion month for our listeners and everybody who's tuned in, and I thank you for that. Thank you, Nachum. More coming up. You're listening to an exciting Wednesday morning edition of JM in the AM.
J.M. <clears throat> Whoa. <laughs> J. I got to speak to Dr. Phil Schneider. It's a shame he's on tomorrow instead of today. He's not going to approve of the way I'm using my voice. That I can tell you, even after all these years. <laughs> he's among our guests tomorrow here at J.M. in the A.M. when we get to Riverdale, New York, and we can't wait to get there. That was Maishi Menlowitz with the Heartbeats medley. Great, great album. Some great nostalgia. Simple liner before that with Morocco. Nine minutes before nine o'clock. There's nothing like getting a compliment from Dafyomi Yid. Nothing like when when Dafyomi goes to the app and makes a comment about JM and the AM or a show on the Nahum Siegel Network, you know that you've hit it. You know that you've hit a home run that morning. And Dafyomi says, Great show. Thank you, Dafyomi 
Bakery guy says the Mets need a Rafua. Who could argue with that? Uh, listener Chaya says, thanks for the interview about Kushner. Yes, the school is amazing. Wow, that's nice. Uh, listener Andrew says, please announce Minion tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. at Mount Sinai Congregation in Newark, New Jersey. I'm assuming that's Rabbi Agamilski's shul on the, on the other edge of Newark. Uh, 8 a.m., Mount Sinai Congregation for Minion tomorrow. Uh, listener Ellie says, shout out to my friends Rabbi Rubin and Rabbi Kirsch of the Kushner Yeshiva High School. It was great having uh, Jeremy Halpern on earlier. I'm glad he made the time for us this morning. Thank you. Um, happy anniversary, uh, Stephen and Miriam L. Wallach. Uh, they are celebrating their wedding anniversary today, and we say mazal tov from all of us here at uh, JM in the AM. AJA Carpool number 255 is checking in. I bet you they're already uh, they're already in school, but because that was 707, listener Danielle posted that, but I'm finally I finally got to it. And again, a happy 68th anniversary to two people who have been JM and the AM addicts. They are proud to say they have been JM and the AM addicts since about their 30th wedding anniversary. <laughs> and that's uh, Claire and Mice Grunwald. Thank you guys so much for listening and to your whole family and extended family for being proud associates of ours here at JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. They are wonderful and amazing people. Um, well, you know what's happening tomorrow. We're actually on the road tomorrow. We are actually on the road tomorrow with some great guests. Dr. Phil Schneider is going to join us. Rabbi Kroll from SAR is going to join us. Uh, former president of Yeshiva University, uh, one of our favorite guests, Richard Joel, he's going to join us. We'll be in Riverdale tomorrow at the Pizza Block, thanks to Alicia Block and his staff. We'll be at the Pizza Block on Riverdale Avenue from 6 until 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. We have no idea where the live lunch is going to be yet, but we are thinking about it, and we are literally likely going to just pop up somewhere and do tomorrow's Thursday live lunch. That's what's going to happen, which will be really cool. Next week, we're in Lakewood for the live lunch. On Sunday, September the 15th, we're with Achiezer at the TWA Hotel. Tuesday, September 17th, TNEC, get ready for us. We'll be at Sammy's. That night, we'll be with Hamudim. Thursday, September the 19th, at got to get a bagel in Woodmere, and we'll wrap up our on-the-road on the fall of 2019, presented by Azer Mitzion, uh, by going to our friends uh, at Misaskim on Thursday September the 26th. So we've got a lot going on in September. We actually finally hit the road tomorrow to start this project. And again, a big, big thank you to our friends at Azer Mitzion. As I, I posted on Facebook, by the way. I posted on Facebook. You want to go to emgolf.org slash ball drop. emgolf.org slash ball drop. Use the promo code Nahum, and you could be a winner in a really, really cool split the pot contest. As I said earlier, if you, those of you who are familiar with minor league baseball, you know, the, you know the game where you purchase the balls and have to throw them onto the field and those that go into the basket are winners, you know that whole thing? So, um, so this is a similar concept where they, where they take the golf balls that you've sponsored, they take the hundreds of them and toss them out of a helicopter and the three that land closest to the hole split the pot. It is pretty cool. So check it out and uh, get ready to enjoy. Uh, hopefully a big... Uh, a big, um, a big victory. Bezrat Hashem. Wrapping things up on a, what is today? Wednesday morning and getting ready for tomorrow's amazing journey to Riverdale, New York. 
with Yaakov Shweki at JM in the AM. Achena Yisrael and Achimachem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments on the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and NachumSingle.com, and the NachumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. I want to thank our whole roster of guests today, great people. Thank you, Jeremy Halpern, and it regards everybody at the Kushner Schools. 
Thank you, Robert Katz and Dr. Norman Blumenthal. It's an honor to be a partner of yours with the incredible work that OHEL is doing. And thank you to Ryan Hyman and everybody at Azer Mitzia. And they are bringing everybody an amazingly fun month of September by sponsoring our On the Road uh, segments, including tomorrow morning when we go to Riverdale. Join us tomorrow in Riverdale at the Pizza Block. Riverdale Avenue, Riverdale, New York. Um, we'll be there between 6 and 9 a.m. If you have kids who've always wanted to see a radio show being done live, bring them. Get up early. Bring them. And we do have an amazing lineup of guests tomorrow morning who are going to be joining us, so make sure to tune in and enjoy. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Malcolm Segal reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.